Hey everybody, welcome back to the first, uh, I don't know, full return episode of Sector 2, or whatever. <laughs> anyway, uh, today's show, gonna be talking about Martinsville NASCAR weekend and the full weekend of racing we have ahead. The first full triple header NASCAR IndyCar F1 weekend. Super exciting. Uh, yeah, great stuff. Alright, so to start out, uh, let's talk about the Martinsville second uh, consecutive NASCAR rain-affected weekend. Kind of, you know, it was what it was. Josh Berry ends up winning the Xfinity race Sunday morning. Dale Jr. cried. Uh, that's <laughs> the news to come out of that race, I guess. Um, but Josh Berry, been really good on short tracks, ran uh, a bunch of races with Dale Jr.'s late model team. Jr. put in the Xfinity car. Uh, clearly paid off. Uh, so I think we see Josh Berry uh, the week after this one uh, when the Xfinity Series goes to Talladega. Uh, he'll run again then. Um, the Cup Series race later on Sunday, which had started on Saturday anyway. Uh, Martin Shrugs Jr. won it. Can't say uh, entirely surprised there. So as I talked about on last week's mini-show, Martin Truex Jr., Chase Elliott, at this point now they've won the last four Martinsville races. Uh, it's always kind of been the case. If you're good on road courses, you're good at Martinsville. A.J. Allmendinger uh, always been good at Martinsville. Uh, and now we know Truex and Chase, of course, what they've done on road courses and now what they've done at Martinsville. Overall, this race... To be honest, didn't watch it, uh, didn't plan on it being Sunday, so I was at the Royals and White Sox game, which was very exciting. Anyway, um, because this race was such a disaster on Sunday, though, I was able to see the end of it because 20% of this race was run under yellow. There were 15 caution flags, so it started Saturday, like I said, rain, uh, moved it to Sunday. Uh, that was the first red flag, and then we had another red flag in the Sunday edition of the race because of a pile up on the backstretch that took almost 20, 30 minutes to clean up. Uh, so this race, it was full of wrecks and not great things basically, which led to JTSR, the essentially wrecking car, whatever stat, uh, formula that I've developed. Uh, it got torn up this week because there were so many yellows. If you're not aware, there's a YouTube video uh, explaining it, but JTSR basically goes up if you win the race, finish on the lead lap, you're running at the finish of the race, uh, it goes down if you wreck, yeah, wreck out of the race, you're just in a yellow, uh, or the cause of caution flag, that's kind of just of it real quick. Anyway, uh, Eric Almarola tanked even more, he's having an awful season, Anthony Alfredo also tanked, uh, they're both tragically low at negative 1.2 which basically means they're wrecking, like, at least once every race. Like, the way the JTSR stat is built, like, you're supposed to, like, be positive is, like, uh, you're supposed to be above zero. And if you're going negative, something's really bad. It's hard to kind of explain that without getting into the details. But the fact that they are below negative one, uh, Anthony Alfredo, Eric Almarola having bad years, Almarola, we just, it's a, it's a whole situation. Um, I, uh, if you know, uh, me from Twitter, you know about my, uh, Almarola hype train from last year. That is totally derailed. Um, but that's fine. Anyway, Anthony Alfredo just having a bad rookie season. Um, not sure what to say 
beyond that there. Um, John Hunter Nemechek also had awful JTSR in that car last year. Maybe it's something with the team at that point, but also Michael McDowell was doing fine. Michael McDowell also did fine last year in JTSR. So maybe it's something with that second car, or maybe it's something with the drivers. Um, anyway, so they have really bad JTSR right now. Martin Truex Jr., Denny Hamlin at the top, not really unexpected. They're at the top of the point standings. They're finishing races. They're not wrecking. That's what it is. Some kind of surprise guys in the top five of the JTSR right now are Cole Custer and Ricky Stenhouse Jr., which is kind of why I built the stats formula is because random guys like this are going to stick out every once in a while. Uh, Cole Custer's completed 99.7% of the laps this year. Uh, he's finishing races and taking care of his stuff, uh, especially considering the disaster we've seen of Stuart Haas this year. Kevin Harvick performing well, but not at the elite level. We know he can and might. Uh, Custer, uh, kind of the number two guy right now. He's finished 11th, 13th, and 18th twice, uh, which is not pretty. Uh, Eric Almarola already touched on that. He's having a trash year. And Chase Briscoe in his rookie season with no practice. Not really uh, high expectations there. But Cole Custer taking care of his equipment, which is really, I guess, all you can ask for, especially considering the races we've been to. Uh, we've been to Daytona. We've been on a crazy Daytona road course. We've been to a dirt track, uh, which caused a lot of carnage. And now we've been to Martinsville. Uh, so Cole Custer keeping his equipment clean that's step one to uh win a race you gotta do that first so uh you know keep an eye on custer the rest of the season the other guy at the top kind of surprising me ricky stenhouse jr has been kind of quietly impressing uh i think he has run he has completed every single lap this year except for two in the daytona 500 uh so that equates to like 99.9 percent .9 of laps he's completed them uh which is really really good uh, he's not finished outside the top 20 this year. Uh, he's finished second at Bristol, 11th, and he's finished P12 twice. His only finishes outside the top 15. He's finished 18th twice. Um, but right now, Stenhouse sitting 14th on the playoff grid, uh, which you think about this season, you think about guys that are on the outside right now. You think about uh, like Almarola. You think about uh, like basically all of SHR except for uh Kevin Harvick, but you got Ryan Newman, Bubba Wallace, Tyler Reddick, Matt Benedetto, Cole Custer, Ross Chastain, Almarola, like I already touched on, all guys on the outside, and Stenhouse is above them, which is uh, not, you know, Stenhouse has made it before on like a super speedway win or whatever, but he's like doing this legit. Anyway, Stenhouse is having kind of a quiet, uh, impressive beginning to his season here, and that's uh, I don't know, we're just going to have to see how that progresses, because it could really go either way. Um, you know, we've seen a variety of tracks, though. Uh, we've been on short tracks. We've been on the, you know, the Las Vegas. We've been on the Daytona. We've been on the Daytona road course, uh, and he's up there. So uh, that's, the, that's the JTSR situation, really interesting. But anyway, I mentioned the Stenhouse was 14th on the playoff grid. This whole playoff grid is really interesting right now. The first thing that stands out to me when I look at it now is that Michael McDowell has fallen to 16th in points, which 16 drivers get in, priority goes like wins and then points, and we are, despite Martin Shrek Jr. winning this week and becoming the first repeat winner, we are still definitely on pace to having more than 16 winners. We've got seven winners right now, seven winners through eight races. We've still got 18 races in the regular season. 
18 races, nine winners, so everybody can still win again, and we could still have a full playoff winner field. Some notable drivers that have not won yet, Denny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick, who won basically every single race last season. They have not won yet. Uh, Chase Elliott, defending champion, has not won a race yet. Uh, and you also think about somebody like Brad Keselowski, Kurt Busch, uh, who you expect to probably win a race in here at some point. Uh, but Hamlin, Elliott, Harvick, Keselowski, four guys, boom. Uh, and that takes you up to 11 winners. Uh, so it's definitely possible we're going to get to 16 winners. Uh, and since McDowell, that McDowell would be the first guy to go right now uh, in terms of like the lowest in points of the winner group. I think there's also a scenario where Michael McDowell falls out of the top 30 in points, and that's how he doesn't make the playoffs. But anyway, that's just kind of like a freak scenario uh, if stuff falls like a very certain way. Uh, also on the playoff note, Martin Truex Jr. would, uh, if the playoffs started today, he'd be leading the playoff points. He'd have 21. Some of those are from his race wins, of course, as the only repeat winner. That's like five extra points that nobody has access to. Um, and then also the regular season bonus standings, which is what puts Denny Hamlin right behind him, despite the fact that Denny Hamlin has not won a race yet. Uh, Smart Trick Jr., Denny Hamlin, Joey Logano, Kyle Larson are kind of your top guys on playoff points right now. Which essentially half the season ago, because I did it after the fourth race, I called this on March 8th. I did this in 2020, but I kind of did it vaguely. Now I did it specifically. Um, I said the 2021 Final Four were going to be Hamlin, Keselowski, Larson, Elliott, or Harvick. Um, Brad Keselowski is going to have to step it up if that's going to be right. Hamlin is looking like a solid championship four shot. Larson's looking like a solid championship four pick. Keselowski kind of shaky right now. I expect him to pick it up. He's just the kind of guy that can do that. Uh, and then Chase Elliott, Kevin Harvick. I said one of them. Uh, not sure who it's going to be right now. Right now I'd say Harvick, but still doesn't feel like championship four coming from SHR. Maybe they'll pick it up during the summer, as Tony Stewart used to do back in his driving days. Anyway, that's kind of the post-Martinsville situation. Uh, like I said, I didn't watch the race because I was doing other things, but uh, only one race. Uh, but now, looking ahead, I promise next week's show is going to be crazy because we have three, the big three, ha ha ha, um, are racing this weekend. NASCAR's in Richmond, IndyCar's starting the season at Barber, and f one starting the season at Imola. Imola? Imola? Whatever. What, whatever the other Italian track that is not Monza that they raced at last year, anyway. NASCAR looking at Richmond. This, I'm gonna, I'm not sure how I want to approach this. I'm gonna approach the race preview in like a fantasy sense, like I said on last week's show. Not really sure what I'm doing with this this time around, uh, just trying stuff out anyway. This is what I'm doing this week. Uh, so when I look at NASCAR at Richmond, uh, typically when I look for NASCAR fantasy, um, I look at like the last if there's two races a year look at the last seven if there's only one race a year look at the last like three or uh, three of that track some similar tracks from throughout the season anyway so this week i looked at the last seven richmond races brad keselowski kevin harvick and kyle bush have finished on the lead lap in all seven of those races which just like uh if you look if you look at this every week uh which i'm sure i'll bring it up on future weeks finishing on the lead lap uh, that often at a track means you're probably going to have a good finish. That's just one of those things I look at uh, when I'm looking at fantasy picks. Uh, so that puts Keselowski, Harvick, and Kyle all on my roster for this week. I'm going to be talking about this in the context of the NASCAR.com five starters, one garage, 10 uses per season uh, format. Keselowski and Kyle, I'm kind of starting to burn through the uses. Harvick I've only used once, uh, so I'm not worried about him. But those are the first three I'm putting in my lineup. 
Next, I'm looking at Joy Logano and Denny Hamlin, who have five top fives in the last seven Richmond uh, races, which is the best of uh, active drivers. So that's going to put Logano and Hamlin in my lineup. Um, Logano, I only have six more uses on him. Hamlin, I've only used once, so I'm not worried about that. So that sets my starters as Keselowski, Harvick, Kyle Busch, Joy Logano, Denny Hamlin, which uh, I think the winner could very easily come from that group. Uh, so now when you're looking at the garage position, I'm going to do somebody kind of an underdog. Don't, haven't burnt through their uses yet. Not really worried about that. Going to fill them in for somebody I want to save a use for if they're having a bad day. So this week, that's going to be Ryan Newman. I have not used him at all this year. Uh, solid driver. You're not going to get by him on a short track. Uh, so I think he can have a decent day, at least for what Roush can do right now. So that means putting Newman in for Logano or Kyle Busch or Brad Keselowski if they're not running top five. Um, but Richmond, we kind of have back-to-back -back short track races here, which is interesting. Uh, not going to have – we have such a track diversity this year because of the added road courses. Um, the back-to-back -back short track deal here is interesting um, because I think we go from now to Richmond to Talladega to Kansas, uh, three very different tracks. Next, we've got the IndyCar season starting at Barber. Um, this is my first race as part of the Fantasy Open Wheel Challenge deal. You can find it on Twitter. The deal is I have to pick five drivers every week. You can only use each driver five times over the course of the season, which means you're going to run out of uses quick. Uh, think about the NASCAR game. Although it's more races, you have basically a 40-driver field. You can use 10 times in this IndyCar format, uh, five times, and there's less drivers. Uh, so you really have to be smart with how you use your picks, uh, which I like because I think NASCAR's game, uh, you get, you're, you're allowed a little too much. Um, anyway. Anyway, here's what I'm thinking for Barber this weekend. Um, we'll start off. IndyCar did not race at uh, Barber last year because of the COVID stuff. So the last time IndyCar raced Barber Motorsports Park was 2019. Takuma Sato won that race. Sato, I feel like, is just generally good there, just like in my mind that sticks out. Uh, so I'm picking him as one of my five. Next, I'm looking at Sebastian Bourdais and James Hinchcliffe. They had good finishes. I think the worst between the four of them over the last two years was like sixth. Um, so both top five finishes in 2018 and 2019. Um, Bourdais and Hinchcliffe, I feel like, you know, they're part of this. Same thing with Sato. I think this is what I was trying to say on Sato, but I couldn't find the words for it, so maybe this will do it. They're kind of part of that like B tier where like some weeks they're going to hit and some weeks they're going to miss. That's who you really have to take advantage of in a game like this because you can't burn through Newgarden, Dixon, uh, Pat Award, uh, Colton Hardy. You can't burn through those guys every week. You're going to have to be careful. Anyway, so that's why Sato, Bourdais, Hinchcliffe, uh, Salada, Barber, they're my, I guess, whatever, three. Next, um, I feel like I do want to pick one from that elite group. I think that's going to be my strategy is I like pick three from that B tier. I do somebody from the elite group. Uh, so that's going to be Joseph Newgarden. So I got Joseph Newgarden this week. He's decent at Barber. Maybe it's a waste of Newgarden. I don't think so. I know I don't want to use like Pato. I don't. Want to, I think Newgarden's better than Dixon here. Um, and I heard it wasn't really up there in the stats either. So that's why I picked Newgarden. Um, and so like, you know, I said one from the elite group, but I'd expect most weeks it would be like two or three from the elite group. But this week it's just Newgarden. Um, and I'm going to throw Ryan Hunter Ray on as my fifth pick. No particular reason with him. I just feel like a good vibe coming from uh, Ryan Hunter Ray for this week. So my team for this week, Newgarden, Bourdais, Hunter Ray, uh, Hinchcliffe, and Sato. 
That's who I got this week for the Fantasy Open Wheel Challenge at Barber. Um, we'll see going forward. Um, I also, what was I, I was going to make a point here. Uh, I'm not sure how I was going to bring it up. Anyway, oh, with the elite group thing, I think. Was that it? Oh, no, I was, I was rewind. Um, so this is, I guess, my pre-show before the IndyCar season. I didn't really do one for NASCAR F1. But um, the only comments I have to make before this IndyCar season um, I'm, I don't really have a championship pick to make. I'd expect it to be a, a New Garden, a Dix, and a Pat Award, a Colton Herta. Um, but I think the more interesting thing is going to be to see how like uh, uh, VK does this year. Because if you look at the last few years, you think about like a rookie that's really had a big breakout season. Uh, 2019, Colton Herta had a really good year, or that was kind of his big break, whatever. Last year, Pat Award. Had a really good season, kind of his breakout season. Uh, I think this year VK is going to be the rookie that breaks out. That's kind of how I think a lot of people feel. Um, but I think VK is kind of the guy to watch this year. I, mean, I don't. I want to wait a little deeper in the season before I use him in the fantasy game. Um, but I think VK is going to be the rookie. I mean, obviously it's not going to be. Well, I guess we got Scott McLaughlin here now. Uh, he'll probably be the rookie that does the whatever. But I think VK is the young guy to watch. Another storyline to pay attention to heading into this weekend. Um, of course, we got Roman Grosjean showing up for the road courses. We got Jimmy Johnson showing up for the road courses. Curious to see what they do. Not expecting either of them to get a podium in this first week, but maybe by the end of the season, they'll be running up there in the top five or something. Um, but yeah, it's probably going to be uh, fun to watch, I would hope. One other additional thing in terms of news this week. It sounds like Jimmy Johnson might run the Indy 500 uh, in 2022. Uh, which would be really fun, and I think he should, and I think he should do the double and work out a deal where he can run the NASCAR race with uh, Ganassi. That'd be a really cool deal. Anyway, there's that. Next, we've got F1 in Imola. Imola, Imola, Imola. Anyway, you know, like I said earlier, the Italian track, that's not Monza. That is where F1 is. So I finished on the podium in the Combo Sector 2 Gay Racing Podcast Fantasy League. I finished on the podium last week. I think I'm, I'm sitting P2 in the standings right now. Uh, my roster last week was Verstappen, Norris, Gasly, Russell, Schumacher, and the Mercedes Constructor. It worked out well. Uh, Norris was my turbo driver. He had a good day. Verstappen and Norris value went up. The Mercedes value went down, which, uh, based on that race, is justified. So when I'm looking at the roster for this week, I'm dropping Schumacher because Haas is like bad, bad. Like I thought I knew how bad it was and it's bad. Like I know Schumacher is going to finish over the teammate, which is worth points, but like it's so bad. I'm also going to drop Mercedes. Red Bull is significantly cheaper. And when I dropped Schumacher, he's such a tough driver or such a cheap driver. If I wanted a decent driver to fill in, I had to cut back on the constructors. So I cut back from Mercedes to Red Bull, which Red Bull could outperform Mercedes anyway. So I got Red Bull in the constructor slot, and I got Vettel in for Schumacher, who his value actually dropped this past week. So I'm kind of jumping onto that lower price, only $15.6 million. So I think my team is valued at like $100.4 million or whatever uh, when you consider the Mercedes loss and the Verstappen Norris value increase. Anyway, that's a little overcomplicated. Anyway, not a lot of stats to look at heading into this weekend because you just have one race uh, to kind of look at, but... Just based on what we know from last week, that's why I cut a little bit back on the Mercedes and cut back on the Schumacher because, eh. Anyway, I think it's it's going to be interesting to see play out. Hope I can get to get another podium in the Fantasy League. That would be cool. Uh, you can still join that if you want to. There's information on my Twitter. You can also follow me on Twitter at underscore jtod14 underscore. Thank you for listening to today's 
uh, episode of Sector Two. This is the eighth episode of the show. It's really cool getting into the getting to the meat of the episode numbers uh, in a way. Uh, still not sure what I'm doing with the show this year. This was kind of a trial of a certain format. Next week it's going to be crazy. Uh, heading out of a full triple header race weekend, all on Sunday. Really exciting. Uh, looking forward to it all. Um, but thanks for listening to today's show, and I'll talk to you guys next time.